Hey folks, it's Pastor Jennifer Hodson from Bryan Community Church here in Bryan, Texas. We are a new church plant. We just celebrated this past Sunday, month nine, as Bryan Community Church, United Methodist Congregation. Thank you for joining us and following along, and most importantly, praying as we just reach out and get the Word of God into the lives of people, whether it's close here at home or all over the world. This is the time in which I like to record a sermon that I preached this previous Sunday, and so if you had um, if you if you had to, to travel and you missed it, this is for you. Or if you don't live here in the community and you weren't able to join us for worship, you are now. Uh, so what I'd like to do is uh, share with you that I purposely chose this message today because of the time of year. So here in Bryan, our students are actually going back to school this coming Thursday. Some folks uh, just north of us. They started on Monday. We're starting this week. And then um, I know over the next uh, month, we're going to have a number of students all across the nation going back to school, uh, whether it's a private school, public school, or they are homeschooled. Uh, but I promise you that this message is really for anyone who is entering a new season in their life. And um, I don't know what your house looks like, but in mine, we have been shopping uh, for whatever reason. Children, they just don't stop growing. And, and that just means they're, they're happy and they're healthy. But we are getting school supplies, backpacks. Uh, this past week, uh, in the mail, we got um, my little one. She wanted a, a lunchbox. And so uh, I found that in the mailbox the other day. Uh, I also thought I would share with you if I can find it. Um, I guess the new thing right now is for kiddos to get tinsel in their hair. Now, when I heard of tinsel as a kid, I thought about, you know, tinsel on a Christmas tree. But note, brothers and sisters, if you look real close, there's some uh, shiny, multicolor rainbow tinsel in this little girl's hair. Um, and so she wanted that as she um, entered the school uh, for the new year. Uh, but again, like I said, whether you are going back to school or you are just entering a new season in your life, it is important that we prepare ourselves spiritually. And so that's what this sermon is meant to do. In fact, um, I chose the book of Titus uh, to, to share with you today. Um, I was half tempted to read to you the entire book because it's a whole three chapters long, but instead in the spirit of homework and school, I encourage you to read all of Titus um, later if you will. Uh, but Titus, let's talk about it. What is what is this book of Titus? Where is it found? It's in the New Testament. It's just after 2 Timothy. And uh, this is a book or really a letter written by the Apostle Paul to his friend Titus. And Titus is located in Greece on an island, the island of Crete. Now, what do we need to understand about this Greek island? Well, first of all, if you look it up, it's absolutely breathtaking. It's beautiful. If someone wants to plant a church and they want to send me there, um, sign me up. Uh, but the church in Crete at the time, it was disorganized. And so Paul is writing this letter to Titus to try to encourage him to encourage the church leaders to better organize themselves. In fact, um, Paul doesn't mince words. Uh, whenever he is feeling a particular way about a group of people, he doesn't hold back. And uh, one of the things that he says about the church in Crete is found in chapter 1, verse 16. It reads, the people claim to know God, but their actions deny him. 
They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. Ouch. Note to self, don't make the Apostle Paul angry. Paul thus writes this letter to Titus to help um, him help get the church leaders in better shape to organize themselves. And he encourages them throughout the book to, to be generous, to be self-controlled, and to make sure that they stay devoted to Jesus. In chapter 1, verse 7, we read, In everything, set them an example by doing what is good. In your teaching, show integrity, seriousness, and soundness of speech that cannot be condemned, so that those who oppose you may be ashamed because they have nothing bad to say about us. In other words, Paul is encouraging these folks to, um, to practice what they preach, to set an example in their words and their actions, to actually demonstrate that they are believers of Jesus Christ, that they have been transformed from the inside out. And so, as I said, I encourage you to read this book. Um, you can do it right after this. It doesn't take you, um, it won't take you very long, but I, I do wanna caution you, and I shared this with the congregation, that as you're reading, you are gonna read a very patriarchal um, letter that the Apostle Paul wrote. And there is a method to his madness. There was a purpose in creating order for the sake of the gospel. Um, but this is also a why that you should never read your Bible without um, practicing exegesis. Exegesis means to, to quite literally uh, to exit or to pull out of the text with the author and what God wants you to hear. So as you read the book of Titus, make sure that you read in it, around it, what is being said before, what is being said after. Hold it um, in, in um, intention with the rest of the Bible and what you know about who God is. Um, but I digress, that's just a little note I wanted to, to warn you about. Um, but for this, the sake of the whole book and the entirety and the sake of what we can take from it today, um, Paul, through Titus, wants the church to set an example to those around them of what it means to be a saved people. Uh, he points out that as followers of Jesus, that, um, that we've been offered salvation. And because we've been offered salvation, or we meaning the, the church, Titus, uh, and the, the Cretans, um, that they should be transformed and renewed, not only by uh, their minds and their hearts, but also in their actions. In chapter 2, verse 11, For the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. And I had my church underline the word all, to all people through Jesus Christ. Verse 14 of chapter 2, Who gave himself for us, to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. And I underline the word eager in my Bible because when you are eager, you're not you're not set back, you're not passive. But when you're eager, when you think about being eager, uh, eager to eat your next meal, you're moving forward, you're leaning in, you're pressing forward, you are active in your faith and, and these folks are being called to be active in doing good and godly things because of their salvation found in Christ. And so thus church and just thus leaders of Crete, thus Titus, let the people around you see Christ in your actions. Don't wait to participate in the kingdom of heaven or eternal life because it can actually be now. And show the people in your culture just who your God is. 
You see, because um, in, the, in the Greek culture, there were a lot of gods. Um, specifically, um, it was believed that Zeus, this, right, this god, this Greek god Zeus, was born in this little town or in this little island. And if you know anything about Zeus, Zeus was uh, not only powerful, but uh, he could lie, he could manipulate, and he could get his own way. And so um, as Titus is leading this a group of people very much influenced uh, by the culture of, of other gods, of this Greek god, Zeus. Paul was encouraging him uh, to encourage his leaders that, that it's, not, it's not about, you know, this, this other god, this, you know, lowercase g god or gods, that instead our god is just the opposite of this Zeus that our God, the God of the universe, God of creation, God of Jesus Christ is faithful. He does not lie. Uh, God is honest. God is peaceful. God is generous. God is kind. God is all loving. And so um, to the people of Crete and, and even to us now, you know, are we allowing in the world that we live in, um, that's influenced by many different cultures around us, are we living out our faith? And that is the way we are to organize ourselves. We should organize our homes in this way, and we should organize our places of work this way, and then especially we should organize the church in this way. Um, are we a people of God who are living in a culture um, surrounded by, by many gods, lowercase gods, and if so, which we are, um, are we demonstrating to the world that uh, our God, our Heavenly Father, is the one who is leading us in our words and our actions? Because I think that we're not so far from ancient Greece, if you will, because our, dem our culture demonstrates to us that, uh, that lowercase gods they look kind of like this, and this is where you might want to uh, take your your toes and stick them under your chair because I might step on some on some feet. Uh, but there are gods in the culture that we live in, and these gods can be material possessions, uh, political status, a number in a bank account, the the names that we can drop, the number of followers or fans we have, the degrees that we've earned, maybe the touchdowns or the assists that we've made if, if you're getting ready to go back and play ball, your GPA or the number of clubs and teams that you're a part of. Um, our culture demonstrates that greed and lust and sexual corruption, that crime is normal and somehow we rationalize this. And and if we read Titus in its entirety, Paul, he doesn't encourage, he doesn't encourage cultural wars, right? Because, you know, if you look out at the media, it seems to be like we're, we're just fighting culture. And he's not saying, let's, let's battle it. Um, he also doesn't encourage assimilation, but instead he says to set an example that, that to battle, if you're going to battle the culture, um, that you're going to set an example. Um, so what's it mean? to be faithful followers of Jesus? What's it mean to be uh, people of the faith? And, and what does that mean or look like as husbands and wives and children or church leaders? Um, are you countering the culture through your words and your actions? Are you being kind? Are you being compassionate? Are you proud? Are you excited? Are you eager about what Jesus is doing in your life? Because if that's the case, this is the way we are we are to be living um, as a people of faith, so so influenced by our culture. Um, 
And so I, I'd say to our students, because we had a number of young people in our midst, even to our real littles, those who are going to preschool or elementary school, you know, we can, we can live out our faith by sharing crayons. We can live out our faith by walking with a little friend who doesn't have anyone to walk with to lunch or on the playground. But the same thing is true in our intermediate, middle, and high schools, in our colleges, that, that we need to make sure that we stay humbled when we get our accolades or when we win our games. Are we including others in our conversations? Do we mind our conversations? Are we making sure that the things that we say are encouraging others and building one another up as opposed to uh, tearing others down? And I think this is really critical, um, both as young people, but also just as adults, because sometimes our words, they can be really hurtful and cruel, and we have to be careful not to neglect anyone or not to ostracize someone, even, even if it's not on purpose. Um, you know, thinking into uh, adult, uh, you know, situations, um, you know, how are we living our lives? Are we setting examples within our homes? Um, our wives, you know, like loving on their husbands, our husbands loving on their wives as Christ loved the church. Um, you know, maybe we need to take a hard look at our finances and ask the questions, you know, what what are we buying and do our purchases reflect um, participation with God and the kingdom? Do we need to check our attitudes, maybe the words that come out of our mouths or even the words that we don't even have to say it, but do we need to check the thoughts that we have in our minds about ourselves or others? You know, what is it that leads us? You know, because there's this dualistic battle that's taking place in the spiritual realm and it's all around us and you know that there are many gods lowercase g that are are vying for our attention and uh, the culture that we live in that is propped up by our spending habits you know what are we choosing as a people of faith you know what is leading us is it greed is it pride is it power is it position um, if we have anyone in the, the position of influence, whether it's in our schools or in our local governments or within our state and in national governments, what's leading us? Is it, is it pride? Is it power? Is it position? Is it money? Or are we going to be the people that, that we claim that we are if we confess Christ as our Lord and Savior that we're humble and we're generous and we lead out of a servant's heart as Christ has led out of a servant's heart that we put God first in our lives. And if we're putting God first in our lives, then we're gonna put others first in our lives and we're gonna love. So I just encourage you to ask these tough questions, to do some real hard work. And what's it look like in your lives, in your homes, at your school, in this next season of your life? You see, I'm a strong believer in making sure that we not only come to church on Sundays or, you know, attend online, although I'd say I'd much rather attend with you in person. You know, it's something about that relationship uh, that's vital uh, that we find in scripture, but we don't just go to church. We are the church, and that Sunday morning, 
and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday. And we repeat that in a new week. Let's be the church. So if Paul were writing to Titus today, what would he say about this church, Bryan Community Church? What would he say about you, brothers and sisters? Might you hear the word of God and know the word of God and live out the word of God. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you for joining us. You can check us out on briancommunitychurch.org or Instagram and social media, Facebook at Brian Community Church. God bless.